Hello, and welcome to episode 203, all about a chapter coming to a close. Being the 203rd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. For the past almost four years, I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time. And right now I am done. (laughs) Fair assessment. Today I am joined by the wonderful idiots who helped to start it all. Tyler Carlin and Ethan Edgehill. Yes, this is a round of applause. What is up? Tyler Carlin. Hi, everybody. I'm Ethan Edgehill. We started this podcast from a tweet. Like, well, you started this podcast. We helped you out with it from from a tweet like four years ago. Actually, you know what? I bet I sent that tweet like a year ago, like today, basically. Maybe. It had to have been like around this time, like early June, because I launched in July, right? No, because we talked for a while. It felt like a while, but we were young then. You no, because I remember when I talked to Tyler, I was, it was, I think I talked to Tyler about you in May of that year. I was like, yo, we should get her, we should make this podcast on like a network. And I remember where and when I was when that happened. So I think yeah, it was Yeah, you were May. at a podcast conference I was and you at, were drunk. <laughs> I was not at a podcast conference. I was at a podcast live show. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not cool enough <laughs> to go to a podcast me. conference without Tyler. Uh, I just was at a live show for Mabim Bam. I, I think, was in my, I, if I recall correctly, I was in my last house uh, in, in what became my daughter's room. And but three children ago. Office. Yeah, three children ago. I had none, none kids when we started this. Now I have three. Okay, it was May 5th, 2019. I tweeted, podcast idea. I read The Lord of the Rings, having only seen the first movie and hating it, and have hardcore Lord of the Rings fans on as guests, a la Potterless. It's called That's What I'm Talking About. I've appeared on this show too many times if you were looking for hardcore Lord of the Rings fans. Because I'm not a hardcore Lord of the Rings fan. There Actually, are, since, I've had several people on who are not hardcore Lord of the Rings since fans. Since you started this podcast, I have not read Lord of the Rings. Not not more than a chapter that you asked me to read. That's fine. I've only read it the once. I read it I read <laughs> The Hobbit in one afternoon. I read The Hobbit in one afternoon. Uh, the Hobbit's delightful though. I feel like that's an easy, like Sit, sit down, pull a Beth Rekels and go to a picnic a picnic for yourself in the park and have a blanket and read and have a mm. I like yes, charcuterie you, board. You I, shouldn't finish it all in one afternoon. It's a lot denser than it seems like it's going to be. The Hobbit? Yeah. I feel like The Hobbit is dense. Yeah. It's like 212 pages and it oh, took me yeah, like mm-hmm. way longer than 212 pages to read. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. Yeah. Like... I got pretty used to what 200 pages of a book felt like in the year where I read 200 books, um, and The Hobbit was one of them, and that was a dense 200 pages. He says a lot of things with every word, as I'm sure yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> That's been my journey with Lord of the Rings since you started your journey. Yeah, I've had quite a journey. You've it had has quite a journey. Would Remember you say it's an unexpected and back again. journey? <laughs> it's, a, it's been unexpected. I've gone there and back again. Yeah, of- and, and there and back and, and also there, and, there and then also back. You, hold on. So we're here at the end of it. I'm going to put on my interviewer cap real quick. We're here at the end of it. <laughs> I'm going to put on my interviewer cap and drops and microphone. Drop the microphone. For um, WBEZ Chicago and WNPR, I'm Ira Glass. Let me just... <laughs> 
Okay, anyway, the question here the is... The question on everybody's minds as we, uh, like, uh, we are at the... We are at the zenith. <laughs> we are, we are Stop. At- Stop. You have to redo that question because no one is going to be able to hear it. Okay. What is going on? Uh, this microphone stand came with the microphone and it sucks. Looks like you guys are using what's referred to as a boom arm, but I no longer record a podcast every single week because life has gotten in the way uh, and I just don't have a boom arm set up on this desk. Okay. So I have a mic stand. All right. Your question is... Do you like the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a good question. You've been there and back again. You've I been. Know, I really have. Um, the problem is that it's so hard to separate the story from my experience of experiencing the story. And so, so I don't so... know if I if I had just like sat down by myself and read Lord of the Rings or watched Lord of the Rings, not for content <laughs> creation. I don't know if I would have, I definitely, I never, I mean, the pr- thing is, is that I literally never, I never ever would have finished reading the books. I would have maybe finished the first chapter and that's it. Yeah. I think the books are in this day and age for somebody who's not like trying to get into it. Like, I think you have to approach it with some of the mentality that you had going into it because I, I don't think that anybody, any reasonable person would pick up the books and be like, Oh, this is delectable to read. I'm, I'm enjoying every nonsensical chapter. of You'd this. be surprised. I would, would absolutely be surprised. be surprised. You've talked to a lot more people. Than I've talked I to a lot of people who have done just that. Um, but okay, then, the they, question they, of... then they went on and made content with you about it. So, yes. you know, somebody must have introduced it to them or, you know what I mean? So I guess, okay. Follow up question. You have a hard time separating your experience of it with the content itself. Um, have you enjoyed your experience of it? Yeah, I would say largely. I, I hope. To all, I, to all the guests and uh, listeners if I of haven't this show. enjoyed if I haven't enjoyed the experience I have wasted four years of my life <laughs> talking story, about something <laughs> that's all that matters yeah um okay I will say yes I like Lord of the Rings I say I this is what's so dumb I have a Lord of the Rings tattoo now. <laughs> And I'm like, well, it's a complicated question because I'm terrified of Ferris wheels. Okay. Yeah, I don't like terrified bees. of them. <laughs> um, I like the why idea did you of get bees. A Ferris wheel? Why did you get a Ferris wheel if you're ter- if you're specifically terrified of Ferris wheels? Um. So, th- so you have two tattoos. You have one tattoo. I have 19. Um. At some point, the answer is I thought it looked cool. Okay. Yeah. It was like a line from a song that I couldn't get out of my head, and so I messaged the guy, and it was one of my many ideas, and I was just like, I'll see what he comes up with. And he came up with it, and I was like, that's exactly what I wanted without even knowing it. And like, it doesn't really have a better meaning. I tell people it does sometimes because I like messing with people, but it's because it looked cool. Cool. Uh, Do I like Lord of the Rings? Yes. Uh, I guess I'm a fan now. Do you... Do you like it in the way that April... Not April Ludgate. Do you like it in the way that Ann Perkins likes Harry Potter? You made me watch all eight Harry Potter movies. I don't even like Harry Potter. That's insane. You love Harry Potter. You've seen all eight movies. That's on it. That is what it feels like. Did you see that I made that TikTok with that sound? Saying, no, I actually didn't. <laughs> I made that TikTok a couple a couple months ago, probably now at this point. That's what it feels Here's like. Here's an experience 
Here's an experience I've had. There's two TikTok-related experiences that I've had frequently while you did this podcast. And they both have to do with your TikToks. But I would see, like, trends, and I'd be like, oh, I need to tell Mary Clay that she should do this with Lord of the Rings. And then, like, three videos later, it's damn you doing it with <laughs> Lord of the, the Rings. the exact same, like, yeah. Like, I kid you not, 30, 40 times that happened to me. And the other is that... um is that I would I you would like jump scare me in in Yo, uh, duets? I I jump scare myself because now it'll you'll scroll your for you page and your own video will show up as like a potential like promotion, B- yeah. basically being like you could promote this video. So I'll just be scrolling and then all of a sudden it's my face. That's quite an experience. It wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be that. It would be because I don't ever check if something's st- stitched ahead of time, and I would just like see Don Marshall's face for like four seconds, and then your face, and I'm just yeah. like, ah, I- I'm there. I'm here. I know you. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I am the Eye of Sauron. You're not supposed to exist inside the internet. <laughs> I, I have a question. Uh, the Eye of Sauron is that mm-hmm. in the books? No, Peter Jackson misread something. That's what I thought, because I remember reading the book and being like, this not mentioned this. big." Well, this is a this is a very uh, contentious question that you're actually asking right now, Tyler, because Sauron's human disguise in Rings of Power was very controversial. Uh, Supposedly his he's going to have another human form in future seasons that has just been cast uh, and people have opinions about it, if you can imagine that. Uh, but these minute details about what Sar- about whether or not Sauron looks elf-like uh, are what people choose to spend time thinking about and here's, arguing with. Here's my thing on that's what I'm talking about and the Tolkien community as a whole. I think you as an individual have had one of the largest positive impacts on the toxic fandom that is Tolkien, like out of anybody. I would like to think so. Because I think you can do things Don Marshall can't do. I, yes, because I have gotten, I've gotten a lot of comments and I've gotten a lot of messages from people saying it's really refreshing to hear a woman in this space talking about this because I can go and listen to a billion other guys talking endlessly about this, but that's not the voice and the perspective that I want to hear. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's very, very cool. And I mean, I'm not in the space, obviously, nearly as much as you are, but I do feel like this has to be one of the larger podcasts in the Tolkien community. Um, I honestly have no, like, I have no idea because my my frame of reference is can only come from like the numbers that i see behind the scenes um and i don't know like what that compares to with the other tolkien podcasts i don't know what i don't know if like if you were to ask the average lord of the rings fan like name 3 lord of the rings podcasts i have no idea if mine would come up i know for i know for a fact that the the prancing pony podcast is probably like the top one that you go to Spotify or whatever, or Apple Podcasts, and you type in Lord of the Rings or Tolkien, and there's it's probably the very first one that pops up. Hmm. Um, so I have no, I have no idea, but I, I think it's interesting to think about the that you were saying the impact of this podcast on like toxic fandom because that's like not at all what I started out as. So I just 
Well, and I don't know. And I'm kind of like glad it evolved into being this like, hey, a lot of other people in this space suck. Come over here and we'll just enjoy things together. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from uh, one thing that I'm very impressed that you're able to do extremely well. Uh, Something that like drove me away from wanting to make podcasts as much is your ability to, I guess, really embrace TikTok. And and it's like this is gonna go to some really serious deep. No, no, uh, it's not. It's not going that direction. But your ability to like really embrace TikTok and use it as a tool to grow your audience, which is like what it's for, and what Ethan and I could have easily been doing, but I just can't do it. Like I cannot sit there and make the videos, and I I don't like. I don't even have TikTok on my phone anymore. Okay, brag. (laughs) I think it's interesting that. Your like outside impression is that I gained a lot of listeners from TikTok and stuff because there's a lot of people on my TikTok who follow me who have zero idea that I run a podcast. Yeah, no, I I don't think that you. Well, I'm sure TikTok definitely helped you gain listeners, but I think uh, yeah, I definitely think so. I guess what I'm too, but TikTok to me, what TikTok did for you and for the community is like it may not have grown your podcast, but it did grow your presence in the Tolkien community that's a good point yeah I will say I that was when I really started to connect with a bunch of other creators because Mm -hmm. it's so it's so much more personal than seeing like tweets or something Mm -hmm. because like you're actually seeing the person's face um they're sharing their opinions or you can see like what trends are they doing and and go like oh we have similar tastes and humor or yeah you know and you can also pretty quickly judge is this person chill or nah? And if they're nah, then I do not, you know, interact with them. And there are a lot of people on the app who are also Tolkien creators that I am like, I prefer to not invite you into my space and invite myself into your space, you know? Yeah. So you, I mean, you're never going to agree with everybody that has an opinion about a specific subject, especially, well, it's not so much about like agreeing opinions. It's more about, unfortunately, the bar now in the Tolkien fandom is like, are you cool with there being a black elf? <laughs> and <laughs> no, if yeah. and- they don't seem chill about that, then that's a huge issue. And like, that's the, you know, ground level <laughs> floor. <laughs> yeah, I-, I didn't mean like agree opinions. I mean, you're not going to agree with everybody. Yeah. Just like, but those, but the people that make content about Tolkien are people that have opinions about Tolkien. They also have opinions about other things, clearly. Yes. I wanted to ask you, you've been able to connect with a lot of guests on the show and you've interacted with a lot of different Tolkien creators. A a couple questions here. Were you able to be a guest on a lot of other Tolkien podcasts? Definitely not in the beginning. And I felt really bad having guests on and they would be like, We'd love to have you on an our on our show. And I'm like, that's so nice, but I can't because I am like I have a very strict like embargo of like how I interact with this content right, right. now because <laughs> I'm trying to remain as, you know, a clean slate as possible and I can't risk any spoiler. And the problem is that like with something as old as Lord of the Rings, is a lot of people are like, I don't even you don't even realize what is and isn't a spoiler to someone who has never interacted with it. So very easily things can like slip out that you don't even realize. So I felt bad having to be like, that's super nice, but no, <laughs> thank you. Well, and do you, um, but go ahead. that's when it, it started getting more fun 
when I was able to start like reciprocating and going on people's podcasts and finally like finally being able to venture into the fandom that I was creating content for like Mm -hmm. actually being able to participate in it now. And then do you feel like going into your next topic? Has that been revealed yet? Yes. Uh, There's been an, uh, yes, there was an announcement several weeks ago. In case you missed it and you're wondering what this is about, I will uh, be quote unquote ending. That's what I'm talking about more on that in a second. Um, And then this fall, I will be starting a Star Wars podcast called Skywalk Before You Run. I recognize that the name isn't as good as that's what I'm talking about. But look, I tried for a long time. I heard somebody suggested that's what I'm talking about on TikTok. And I cannot wait for you to understand that and realize that that was the answer. I got a lot of those comments. And I'm like, I don't know how to emphasize to you that I don't understand this. You will get that one (laughs) on day one. I can yeah, tell you and you'd right be now. like, damn it. <laughs> as long as you're doing day one, as long as you're doing day one the, the way that I hope you are, you will get that one right away. Okay, um, cool. I will say on the back end of that. I don't think she's doing day one the way you're hoping she is. I'd be Uh-oh. very surprised if not. Um, going into the Star Wars community, I do think you'd have an easier time with this because even though you have no spoiler or anything like that, Star Wars is almost so big that if you were to tell, like, if I had a show about Star Wars and you told me that you'd only seen two of the movies, so you didn't want to come on my show because you didn't want to risk spoilers, I think it would be very easy for me to just rearrange my show schedule to be like, okay, in this episode, we're talking about one of the two movies. We're just going to, yeah. Um, I think it's kind, it's kind of similar with Lord of the Rings because there is such a depth of content there that you encounter fans who have never ever in their life like even read Lord of the who are like huge Lord of the Rings fans but have never read the books even you know yeah there's very little pressure as a casual Lord of the Rings fan to feel like I need to read the books yeah that's what that's what I would hope and that's like the message that's a hard that was a hard message for me to try to convey when the premise was me reading the books right (laughs) and like that's one of the things that I uh, say is you don't have to read the I I say like here are my hot takes of Lord of the Rings one you don't have to read the books two Tom Bombadil (laughs) is awesome and then people are like okay but in order to know Tom Bombadil you have to read the books and I'm like those aren't mutually exclusive opinions right (laughs) like (laughs) real quick did you say earlier that the eye of Sauron is not in the books uh yeah I mean like it's more like a it's more like a metaphorical eye of like in Handmaid's Tale like the eye under his eye like that kind of a thing like the eye of Sauron is always watching us yeah gotcha okay yeah you don't have to read the books then PJ took that literally PJ did I think PJ got it right actually (laughs) if I'm being honest with you like we've all experienced something in in a movie or TV show adaptation that you're like no that was better than it was written on the page (laughs) the eye of Sauron is iconic there was another a thing. literal lighthouse. There was there was another thing in the in the but like an that, evil lighthouse, right? Like nobody had ever thought of that before. Um, does the ring make you invisible in the books? I feel like it doesn't. It does. It does. Okay. There's a lot of discussion about like what powers specifically the ring, the One Ring has, and that uh, it it's thought that maybe the one ring enhances abilities that are naturally within the person possessing the ring and 
one of the traits of hobbits is that they're actually very like sneaky. Yeah, they can go more or less undetected. They're very like lucky people. And so it's thought that it's theorized that the reason Bilbo and Frodo turn invisible is because the one ring turns them as hobbits invisible. But then that can explain why in the prologue, Sauron is wearing the one ring, but he's you still see him. And it's like, is 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 the man inside that suit invisible (laughs) or like like what like what happened there, you know? And that was not something I had ever talked to anybody about or or had like told to me like in so many words. But I definitely when I read The Hobbit, I was like, oh, the ring just might like enhance your like job. Because Bilbo was hired yeah. in The Hobbit to be the burglar. He's a burglar, yeah. And 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 in the the cons- constant reminder you have to give yourself when you're watching The Hobbit of like this was not a prequel. This came first. Like this is yeah. the origin of the One Ring. So like it definitely does at this point feel like one of those things where somebody was like, or or, or he got to writing Lord of the Rings. It was like, I did say this thing made you invisible though. So like kind of work my way around that right, right. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what always gets me about like how this entire universe I mean like if you want to go into like the chronological order of when Tolkien started writing what ideas down like he started with he didn't start by writing the Hobbit he started by inventing an elvish language and then he started by writing these tales of lore that are in the Silmarillion Mm. and then he randomly one day thought of a hole in the ground with a hobbit, and then that's how the hobbit started. But like, it's really wild to read the hobbit, and then just what gets me is that his publishers were like, This was great. Do you have any more ideas? And he was like, Let me think about it. And then came back a decade later with Lord of the Rings. And like, Lord of the Rings is the sequel. Like, like that, like, Lord of the Rings, like, he didn't <laughs> to the start children's with- book. Lord of the Rings. It started with Bilbo going on this little adventure with dwarves and a wizard and and like encountering weird goblins and trolls and like very like kind of by the book almost like fairy tale quest like events, you know. What I have a question, uh just in the history of fantasy because most of the fantasy I feel like I've read uh was written after Tolkien. Like most people, probably. Yeah. Um, How by the book would that have been in the 40s or whenever it came out? What, The Hobbit? Yeah. Like, like were like trolls and goblins and orcs like familiar ideas? I know hobbits weren't because that was like Tolkien's creation. Yeah. Um, I don't know specifically about like the actual content of The Hobbit compared to like was he was he like the first person ever writing about trolls or you know whatever like i don't think so i'm sure like obviously i think these ideas all existed beforehand but what anything that did, comes up in shrek was pre-tolkien so like what? any of the fairy tale creatures from yes. shrek oh. are fairy tale creatures like you said it's it's in the name like well that's yeah and like way that's, before tolkien uh, yeah i guess that's the like the idea like fairy tales have always existed and that's what tolkien believed he was writing and later on because like at the time the idea of like a fantasy genre the the only concept of fantasy at the time was like fairy books for little kids and so what he did 
with The Hobbit evolving into Lord of the Rings was creating the fantasy genre because it was like a heightened fairy tale. Hmm. Does that make sense? He yeah, was somebody, smart not somebody to described it one in. time to me as J.R.R. Tolkien thought of himself as like a new god trying to write new myth for this like world that didn't exist, but also like for our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but like he... you don't, they don't make myths anymore. Like you don't come up with new myths. Yes, except for Tolkien decided, I will. <laughs> this yeah. is what I will do. But instead, it's it's <laughs> like he like created new types of fiction. He's yes, like yeah. the preeminent fiction author, which probably pissed him off. A lot of things about how his books were perceived later on pissed him off. And it has nothing to do with like authorial intent and like uh, people misinterpreting or you know twisting whatever he it's it's that like he didn't like the idea of people like obsessing over him and obsessing over his work like that was a very weird thing for him to confront and so like the mere idea the mere fact that we are ga- we are gathered here together <laughs> dearly beloved <laughs> to talk about J.R.R. Tolkien dearly uh, beloved talking Tolkien. about J.R.R. Tolkien he would like he would probably if he were here he would probably say to us like why are you doing this like Go it's not that life. deep yeah like, <laughs> i think like he has Big an John understanding he has an understanding for people discussing their shared interests and like sharing ideas um and imparting like wisdom and asking questions and thinking critically like with each other and groups of people but i don't think he did that or wanted to people to do that to the depths that like i have done for the past four years <laughs> well we did the end. so sorry James. yeah yeah that's the uh, it's actually john but that's okay whatever it's actually jolkin 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 rolkin jolkin rolkin rolkin tolkin my first memory of the lord of the rings was not the movies my father was reading probably the hobbit it's always a dad it's always a dad mm-hmm. <laughs> nope i was introduced by my mother Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. I was introduced into this world by my mother. I would, something that like I, if I had the time and the energy, I would love to go back and, because I ask all of my guests, how did you get introduced to Lord of the Rings? I want to make a pie chart of like, where did people, like who introduced them? I bet you the biggest chunk of that pie would be either dad or grandfather. My father definitely didn't talk to me about Lord of the Rings. In fact, I believe his exact words were, you're not old enough to understand this. Uh, so I'm not old enough to understand it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, none I of still us fought that. in the war. Like- yeah. Um, <laughs> he was reading, I think it was Fellowship the Ring, and the book had Tolkien's name on it at the top and then the name of the book at the bottom. But the name, the, jo- Tolkien's name was so big that I thought the name of the book was The was Tolkien. Tolkien. And <laughs> so I was standing at the bus stop with Alex, who was a valedictorian, but at this time he was in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about books, and I was like, oh, man, have you read the Tolkien? My dad was reading it because Alex was really smart and I was really young. And he was like, no, I've never heard of it. And uh, like seven years later, I was really embarrassed about that one moment. <laughs> it sounds like you're Maybe. still embarrassed by that one moment. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he also he wouldn't have known that it was called Lord of the Rings or been able to correct you. So he probably went home and looked it up and was like, oh, maybe he didn't mean the title of the book. Maybe he just right. meant he the author's He was probably talking name. about the author. Yeah. Have you ever read Tolkien? <laughs> yeah. Well, to answer a few questions that I've gotten, 
Um, I won't go through all of them with... I asked for questions and was like, does anyone... Like, this is low-key the last, like, I don't know, official episode closing things out, you know, and whatnot. And people ask some, like, specific questions that I think would be boring for y'all to just sit here and have me be like, that's a great question. What is my favorite moment ever of Lord of the Rings? Ooh. I don't know. No, that's that's interesting. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know, too. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, do you no, have an answer, Ethan? I think I have an answer. What's your... Yeah, so, yeah, one of the questions I was asked was, what are, like, what what are your favorite moments that you experience from the books or movies, um, etc.? And for me, it would be hard to pick just one. Do y'all have favorite moments from Lord they, of the Rings? They, I think they would all be hobbit focused not hobbit the story but like the four hobbits Mm. um i think well and bilbo bilbo's birthday just has like a whole concept is easily one of my favorites iconic iconic um i I really like that the 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 whole thing between pippin and gandalf or mary and gandalf whichever one of them it's pippin Pippin. yes okay yeah i thought so fool of a took yes um throat which i have uh embroidered by one valerie winters on a embroidery hoop, fool of a took, throw yourself in next time, and then you will be no further nuisance. Yes, that moment, big for me. Sam carrying Frodo up the mountain is big for me. Oh, I mean, how can that moment not be like at least a uh, like at least crack the top five for like everyone? But I think one of the most interesting moments in the history of the whole thing is there's a moment in Two Towers where in the movie where uh. <laughs> Uh, Aragorn kicks a helmet and he screams afterwards because he's in like such agony. But actually what really happened is Viggo Mortensen broke his toe. He actually broke two, two of them. Yeah, two of his toes when he kicked the helmet. And the scream was so good that they just kept the shot and, and put it into the movie. And to me that, I mean, that's, it's just so. Yeah, and when you are watching him, like you're you're literally watching Viggo Mortensen break his toes in front of your very eyes. In front of your very eyes. It's, I mean, that's, that's incredible. I should have seen that coming. I should have seen <laughs> yeah, that coming I, from a mile away. I don't know away. how you didn't, honestly. Like, <laughs> Ethan, what about you? Do you have a favorite moment? Um, man, I like the the first thing I think about whenever I think about Lord of the Rings is I'm I'm a movie guy almost entirely. Like I've read The Hobbit and I've read the books. It's just been a very long time, and I can't bring myself to revisit it for whatever reason. So I'm a movie guy first and foremost. And the thing that I think of immediately when I think of Lord of the Rings is. Billy Boyd singing his little song while yeah. mm. Denethor eats tomatoes badly oh. near him. And like, I know oh. that Mary Clay, you have clowned that moment. <laughs> well, not me. Not, it's not even TikTok. less than it deserves, honestly, because like the acting from what's his name, the guy from Fringe who played Denethor eating that tomato is just like, it's such a meme. Well, it but, became like, a joke. Yeah, it became a joke. Like it started with, there was a video of like a goat eating yeah, uh, like a TikTok of a goat eating a tomato, and then someone do edited it with "Home is behind the world," <laughs> and then another person added on and was like an orc, and another person was Fairmere, and then I added on, and I was like Gandalf sitting there, like he's like sitting in the courtyard, like clinging onto his staff, like so depressed about what has just happened. <laughs> But they're yeah they're like they're fighting that battle in the background while that sound song plays and there's like no other sound and that's like one of those moments where I remember being in the theater and watching that and be like I want to make movies when I grow yeah. up like 
that is like one of the formative moments. Like when the banner and, drops on the T Rex at the end of Jurassic a, Park, like it's and like that's that. a great moment that we were talking about earlier. Of like, there are so many things that you know, say what you will about book to movie adaptations. There's always going to be changes. There's always going to be things lost or things that you don't like. But a, a lot of times, there are things that the movie can do better. Or and and that scene in particular is something that like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked in a book format. No, and. And the way that they executed it on on screen is just so brilliant. Well, like it, hold it's, on, it's really a quick. lot of those moments actually, because like if you if you look at the Battle of Helm's Deep, a chapter that you and I covered together, that is yes, nothing. Famously, it's nothing in the book. Eight pages. It's eight pages, and it is like still to this day when I think about movie fights, when I think about big epic battles in movies or in cinema or in television, whatever. That's my like. If it doesn't knock me out the way that Helm's Deep did, it's not even worth watching. Still well, to mean, this day. Like, they've been trying to match Helm's Deep. I think there's four John Wick movies now. And I don't think in a single one of them does he go down a flight of stairs on a sh- like uh, an orc's shield shooting arrows at orcs. No, not that's a true, single but he person does, opens he does go down double doors <laughs> and sways in slow motion as the blood <laughs> and sweat drips from their body. I think that's all The oh, Witcher shit. is, actually. I'm pretty sure that's like three seasons. Why of, do you think I watch? <laughs> of Hank Cavill actually, literally, opening doors. Literally, the, the thing that got me to start to, to watch The Witcher is there was a clip from the first episode that was like being shared on social media, being like the fight, the choreography and the cinematography of this is outstanding. Like, this is an insane fight sequence. And it's Geralt fighting off like I don't know eight people but like you see him you know doing his witcher thing and then like it goes into slow motion and he's and I was like I'm watching this now (laughs) I'm watching this because of the scene and now we're you know we're 20 years on from Return of the King being released in theaters or just about 20 years and it's you know at this point whenever I watch a Marvel movie and they go into like the big fight I just like glaze over and like lean back in my it's not Helm's Deep (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'll be here for an hour. Cool. It's not Helm's Deep, though. Cap might have uh, wielded Thor's ha- hammer, but there's no shield surfing in Endgame. He did not toss John Reese davies <laughs> There was no dwarf tossing in that movie. <laughs> I, I actually, I think both of those things might have happened. Maybe not what, dwarf, dwarf tossing. tossing? I think shield the, surfing? I think Shield surfing, I think, can certainly happen in the MCU. The, the shield is a pretty not big... Not can, but did it. But I think it has. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I, I feel like in the Captain America show, somebody surfs on a shield behind a truck. Okay, I can say... Yeah, I can say that. But uh, did they... But did they... That You know what? What I wish they had done in Endgame is there's a scene of Cap and he takes his shield off his back and throws it down a flight of stairs and then takes out a bow and arrow and shoots all the aliens. And it's literally <laughs> just an exact copy of <laughs> Legolas in Helm. Like, not even trying to be original. Just right, an just exact like blatantly, like, <laughs> they even put Orlando Bloom in the Cap suit for a second. <laughs> well, and... and- the, the interesting thing about that, and if that was to ever happen in, in Marvel or happen the way it does, like, Lord of the Rings is canonically fiction in the MCU. Yes, Like, yeah. at one point, Bucky that, Barnes is literally like, I, wa- I, read, I the read The Hobbit when Hobbit. it came out in yeah. 1934. I I want to, granted, I don't, I don't watch any of those shows, so maybe, like, there are other, like, nods to that, but I want to see, like, a scene of someone telling Bucky, being like, hey, do you know, <laughs> did you know there's a sequel? 
Because <laughs> The Lord of the Rings was published in the 1950s, yeah. which is after, after he got frozen. Yeah, he got frozen. It might so honestly... he emerges from his sleep. And not only are there three new Lord of the Rings books, but there's also the entire Lord of the Rings movie trilogy. I It might actually be on heat because he has like a notebook of like stuff to look up when unfrozen. Cap does. <laughs> Not Bucky. Cap, you're right. That's no, not Bucky. That's Cap. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Don't don't, uh, don't test me. Okay. I'm not testing you. <laughs> I, if anything, I'm testing me and failing. That's like uh oh shoot. I don't think. Well, did y'all either... watch The Last of Us? I can't remember. No, I haven't seen the last episode, but yes. Okay. Either... Well, a uh, a joke was that so the the outbreak in The Last of Us hit in it was like September. It was like early September 2003. Yeah. And it was like just before Return of the King would have come out. And it was like, man, can you imagine going into the apocalypse and never watching Rohan show up at Pelennor Field? (laughs) (laughs) Watching Aragorn storm, you know, the Black Gate. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) He didn't see Return of the King. They didn't see Mean Girls or Dodgeball or like, you know, anything. (laughs) They barely got Spongebob. Oh my god, yeah, they, they didn't saw the see Bulls. Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Yeah, they, they saw, saw the Bulls, Jordan. but they didn't see Tom Brady. They got to see Michael Jordan come back to basketball and announce his return and leave of baseball with fucking Bugs Bunny. They didn't see LeBron James, ever. Well, he would have played in high school. There's a lot In Ohio! <laughs> are we... What's that sentence? like, are we real or are we in Ohio? All is strange and vague. Are we dead or is this Ohio? Are, do you know who LeBron James is, Mary Clay? He's a sports person. Oh, come on. You know what sport he plays. I think it's basketball. You are correct. It's basketball. Okay, good. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm more familiar with the vine of the kid going, LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James. Are you familiar with his Wait pizza for that's chain? what I'm bawling about when she watches his the basketball. NBA. Do you know, I would literally be copying Mike Schubert at that point because he has a basketball podcast. No, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Not the way Mike Schubert watches the NBA. <laughs> Mike like you Schubert. started Being like, season so. one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> NBA stands for National Basketball Association. Correct. Yes. Great. Oh, we were talking about favorite moments. That's yeah. it. So my favorite moments, um, the reveal of Aragorn, both in the book and in the movie, is so iconic. I'll, maybe I'll pick like one from each movie or something. I don't know. I mean, Air again, Air not to do all the Aragorn stuff. Aragorn pushing the doors open. Iconic. Aragorn standing there at 42 minutes and four seconds of the third movie. If you don't feel some type of way when Sam gives that damn speech and then like you're you're a heartless human being in in two towers uh, when he's and like that. I was watching that movie in November, October, November of 2020. And so many terrible things were happening in the world, in my personal life. This was the time in my life where I had a panic attack in the car and had to pull over because I was sobbing so hard. And then Black Eyed Peas' I Got a Feeling came on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just sitting there sobbing with Tonight's the Night. Yeah. Let's live it up. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was, and then I started laughing so hard that I was just crying more. 
and then and so then I'm watching this scene of Sam being like, "How can you ever imagine things being good when they've been so bad?" And I'm like, "You're right, Sam. Things have been so terrible. How can we imagine things ever being good again?" And then it's like, "Because there's stuff worth fighting for." And then, uh, and then like that whole that whole sequence also is happening. Uh, another favorite moment with the. The Ents storming Isengard. Mm. There's that one tree that is set on fire and he just <laughs> drowns himself. <laughs> There's a um, lot of good stuff that happens in the background. <laughs> um, let's see. Rohan showing up at Pelennor Fields. Iconic. And it was so, like, because I... I didn't know the movies. I couldn't necessarily remember the sequence of events, even like on rewatches when I was preparing for episodes and stuff. And I'd be rewatching it and I would legitimately forget that like Rohan has this entrance and it would happen. And I would be like, oh, my God, it's them. They made <laughs> Every it. Every time. <laughs> they did the thing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Lots of great moments. There's a scene in the book where Frodo and Sam are in Mordor and it's depressing um and then Sam like looks up the, I think this is where they took inspiration for his speech in the movie but he looks up in like the clouds like part ways and he sees the star shining and it's like it's up there beyond our reach and uh like reminding him that like there's still light and goodness in the world um God, thank God he wrote these before 1969. Am I right? I don't understand. Was that all it is? <laughs> yeah, the moon landing. You said the stars are beyond their reach. Oh. And then in 69, we landed on the moon. Okay, well, there's still more stars beyond I, I know, the reach of it, the moon. It, like, <laughs> ha, ha, this woman believes in stars. You're really funny. It's a good one, Mary Clay. What? I, I, I said that's a good one, Mary me Clay. out a lot just now, Ethan. What? You don't believe in stars? Do you? Yes, I believe in the stars. Sure thing. Is this a joke? Is this a, re is no, this a I, Star Wars reference? No. <laughs> no. Although the stars in Star Wars don't work. Uh, I'm assuming there are stars in Star Wars. <laughs> yes. It's, it's I mean, immediately I mean, well, assumption. Hold on, hold on. Time out. It's, it's Planet Wars, though. Let's be real. Um, yeah. Bummer. And it's actually not. It's not even Planet Wars. It's like, it's like people wars Gosh. on different planets and stuff. Well, it's like different governments. Yeah, which are people, not planets. Right. Hey, spoilers. There's people. You're uh, now. I know there's people in this franchise. Well, people in the sense that like I didn't know hard that. to have a book about, without people. Yeah. <laughs> so John Green writes about this in one of his books, uh, and this is an important question for you to consider while watching Star Wars. Is it? It is. It is. Is Chewbacca a person? It's a hugely important question. We'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Raiders of the Found Ark asks, "Are you glad you started this adventure?" Yes. Definitely. I have met to get sentimental and sappy and real for a minute. I never yeah. would be friends with these two fools had it not been for this podcast. I They both just did finger snaps and finger guns. She came to my birthday um, party this year as a surprise. She I came did, to my yeah. birthday party last year as a surprise. Your whole party. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> she won't even tell us when her birthday is so we can surprise her. This is true. She has a sword day. It's April 16th. She's a sword day. April 16th is her sword day. You know why? Because it's the day we bought her a sword. <laughs> we didn't buy the her a Lord of the Rings sword. sword. No, we bought her a Zelda sword, which is a way Yo. better gift. Yo, when Tyler, when you were like, hey, can we do 830 instead? I was like, 
obviously, because now I can continue playing Zelda for another 30 minutes. The real reason I'm ending That's What I'm talking about is so I can play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Every time you that's say T-O-T-K, this is, this, is happening. this is how disconnected T-O-T-K. I am from Zelda, is that every time you say you're going you're gonna to go play T-O-T-K, I'm like, it's R-O-T-K, Return of the King. Uh, <laughs> like, what is T-O-T-K? Like, I have to think about yeah. it every single time. Yeah. I it did not come naturally to me. Uh someone started use like I've seen some people using uh Skywalk Before You Run with the acronym, which is S B Y R. And I was like, what are those letters? Spear. <laughs> what are you Spire. talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Um, not as good as Twitter, you know? Gotta have a vowel in there the name of the answer or asker of this question made me realize that once you're done with star wars you should return to this format and have it be that's what i'm jonesing for and do the indiana jones movies there's only five and then you'd be done it's a short there's only it's five short yeah well there's um, only four for the next couple weeks but then there will be only five she's not even starting star wars to the fall tyler there will be five <laughs> what is the average airspeed velocity of an unladen eagle e- oh are we talking African not or fast eagle? enough to save Frodo and Sam. Well, fast enough to save Frodo and Sam, not fast enough to get them there. Well, hold on. Are we talking African or it's, European eagles? It's not that they're... Uh, talking about... We're talking um, Middle Earth. Um, 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 Middle no, Earthian. what's the name of the goddamn planet? Valerian. Um, Arda. Arda, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but w- what about the, the continent? We're talking... Va- um, if, Mary Clay, if you think Valinorian. I know the name of the continent, the Middle Earth is on. You're on M- drugs. Middle Earth is the continent. Oh, okay. <laughs> being able to well actually people about this <laughs> franchise now um arda is the earth and then you should really not cover star wars middle earth is you the... will, <laughs> you could do star wars for four years and yeah, you still content. won't be able to um actually people so that's fine i here i did not set out to know everything there is to know about tolkien and lord of the rings and by no means do i even after like not just like talking about the stuff that I haven't gone into and that I probably never will, but even the stuff that I have read, I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember. I, yeah, I read the entire the, Silmarillion. Well, so couldn't tell you. Here's the, here's the interesting comparison um, between the two uh, people whose stuff you're visiting yourself upon uh, or visiting upon yourself. Not yeah. Visiting upon yourself. I guess you're, you're happening. You happen to Tolkien more than Tolkien happened to you. Um, but the uh, the 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 difference is that J.R.R. Tolkien is somebody you can look back at and be like, oh yes, there's a clear chronology to when he wrote yeah. the letters. George Lucas <laughs> lied all the time. That's fine. He just wrote See, stuff out of his that. ass and that. then lied about it at all times. When I started this, and initially it was like, I don't care. I'm just gonna read it and see what happened, which is exactly how I'm starting. Star Wars with the same attitude of like, I don't care. I'm just going to watch it and see what happens, you know. Um, And it was like only when people started being really smug about like when you share an opinion and being like, I like I, I love I love this moment. And people are like, that's not how it happened. And then I can go, well, actually, in the book, this is what happened. And this is the scene I'm referring to. And it's it's as a reaction to other people that makes you want to be like, yeah. No, I actually do know what I'm talking about. I'm not just like, uh, I I think there's a, not I think, there is probably also a healthy dose of like sexism and misogyny underlying that as well of being like, this woman can't know about Lord of the Rings. 
I would, um, I would assume that you know it better than any man I've ever spoken to. Going into Star Wars, I have, I have like zero desire. I'm more, I am, I think I'm going to be more delighted to piss off people by being so confidently wrong about stuff. Like if someone's like, that's not what happened. I'm just going to be like, okay, I don't care. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. I, I won't be able <laughs> yeah. to talk to you for the next I know. Six yeah. years. I do love that you were like, man, I just spent the last four years getting punched in the face all the time. Yeah. Time to go get kicked in the balls for three years. Yeah. This is great. I love this. And like, that's why I feel safe because I have no balls. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think my, I think like, I feel like I have my experiences from this podcast, I think have given me an attitude of being like, I don't care what, how terrible this fandom is. I'm also not planning. What does that say? John Green DFTBA. Congratulations. You own a John Green signed copy of a book. Of, of the book that we like were just approximately, talking about. Like approximately 200,000 other people because he signs 200,000 copies okay. of his books. A few things. One. You're not special. First edition. Two. It says DFTBA, which makes it a li- at least a little bit better. Three. It has a Tuatara on the front. And four. This is the book that asks if Chewbacca is a person. Okay. I will make sure to come back and revisit and that question. And that is a list in the way that John Green frequently wrote his early novels. Okay. A lot of people were very concerned about whether this is like the end of the podcast. And to those people, I'll say, you didn't listen to my announcement episode. No, this is not the end of That's What I'm talking About. Uh, I do still plan to come back and do episodes for new seasons of Rings of Power, as long as it like I I enjoy I got some level of enjoyment out of Rings of Power, and that's all that mattered to me. I didn't care about whether or not it made sense with the lore. I don't care about that stuff because it's so dense, and I don't remember the lore that I read, so I don't care if it's not accurate or if it's different or if Elrond has short blonde hair instead of long brown hair um so as long as i continue to enjoy rings of power i'll come back and make episodes about that there are some movies that have been announced who knows if those will actually happen or not i'll come back and make episodes about that um i and i say this like oh this is the last episode for now there's a good chance i will be back next week with an interview of the front end of bill the pony (laughs) Uh, there is, there is a clip, a behind the scenes clip a couple months ago of two stunt actors because they can't helicopter a pony on top of a mountain. So they had to use a, like literal two people in a horse costume for some shots. That was Rhett and One Link. of them. I and I, the fact that that's the only actor you'd ever have on from the movie series is the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. And when, I like stitched it literally... and was like, this is incredible. I have to find these people. And one of them commented and said, that's me. I'm, I was the front end of Bill the Pony. And I replied and was like, please, like for the love of God, if you are joking, this is the meanest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Please tell me you're telling the truth. See, here's the thing, though. If you get the front half of Bill the Pony to come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's it. You you can't come back. I peaked. If there are, I peaked. If there are more episodes of Rings of Power, you can't come back for them. It's yeah. over at that point. Like There's nothing else worth talking short about. Short of interviewing Tom Bombadil himself. 
I cannot yeah. imagine a a more that's what I'm talking about way to end the podcast. I do think that would be so great is if you like put up an episode and you were like, this is an interview with Tom Bombadil. And you just went out there and you were like, hey, guys, I'm Mary Claire. If that's too complicated, just call me MC. And then you just started playing some like twinkly fantasy forest sounds for the next hour and a half. And just like, that's it. And then an hour and a half later, you pop back on and you're like, that was an interview what with an Tom ex- Bombadil. What a great interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. He just speaks entirely in, uh, in like Korok noises and chimes. from Zelda. <laughs> and bird and tweeting noises. And fantasy forest sounds. Yeah. Good idea. I'll or, keep that or one you in my like back pocket. an episode pocket. with Treebeard where you just have him be like, uh... Oh, he froze in the best possible position. <laughs> We speak in Old Entish. <laughs> Everything in Old Entish. I don't know if you know this or not, Tyler, but uh, I'm endeavoring to end the podcast, not create more episodes. I know, but these are just silly, fun little cutesy ideas. Yeah. I also got some comment. It's really funny when I made this announcement. It's the like comments and messages I got from people, like usernames that I have never seen. Like, when you are a content creator... You might not keep like close personal tabs on like every one of your followers or people who interact with you. But when people comment or interact with you repeatedly, you start to recognize their username. Right. And there are people like there are usernames that I have never seen in my life who are like, oh, so you're not going to do History of Middle Earth or the Unfinished Tales or, oh, my God, I'm so sad to see this go. And I'm like, I have never heard from you in my life. (laughs) If you really like the podcast that much, maybe you should have followed one of the accounts or something. But then the on the flip least. side of that, do you or do you, are you interacting with every podcast that you quite enjoy? No, Mm-mm-mm. but I don't think. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not saying that like people have to interact with everything that they enjoy. If you're gonna comment and complain about something, but have never shown support, it just seems a little ironic. I know you're really living the Van Gogh life. No, because I have both ears, and also my work popped off while i'm still living but what if it like triple pops off like six months from after now? i die no like six months from now the new oh. season of rings of power comes out and it like rips like it's better than game of thrones and everybody's watching it and uh that's cool well and then yeah, you're the categorically is... curb stomped by game of thrones for what it's worth correct that's but then fine, your yeah. show like not quadruples like grows all of a sudden like i'm getting tons of hits right yeah tons of hits i mean like (laughs) then you start it back up man (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i don't yeah i don't know then i'm like wow there seem to be a lot more of you these days that's cool (laughs) that's neat i'm back hi uh i started this podcast knowing nothing and now i know exponentially more welcome (laughs) it's good to be here you go back Um, a second time and read it again, but as somebody who knows what she's talking about. I guess I would, yeah. Um, those are some questions I got. Uh, would I, ha- like, have I rewatched or reread things? Will I rewatch, reread things? Um, I'm not a big rereader. I th- Honestly, I think the only books I've ever reread are the Harry Potter books. And that was, like, in high school during the summers. Like, every summer I would reread the Harry Potter series. You're rereading the Harry Potter books right now. Loosely. <laughs> I, Once I every go four on, chapters. 
I yeah, basically. Not even for it's when I'm on the restricted section, it's like, okay, cool, we're starting Order of the Phoenix, and here's this chapter where he's in the ministry, he's having his court hearing. Oh, okay, the next time I'm on, they're in Hogwarts and Hagrid is back. Okay, the next time, oh no, uh, Dumbledore has left. And then the next time, oh, Sirius is dead. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the hits. I a very Bring her back excel- for the hits. She's the ringer. Ex- accelerated version. Anyway, I don't think I will re-read Lord of the Rings. Um, if I do, it would be like a, unless this pops off like Van Gogh and... <laughs> has the second life and then I come back and start episodes rereading it. As far as rewatching the movies, I'm also not a big movie I'm not a big movie watcher to begin with. You know starts say. starts a movie podcast. <laughs> so I haven't I have watched all of the movies I think three times total. Um and that was when I was covering them. Because yeah. I watched them first initially and then in pieces. And then I watched them piece. And then I watched them piece by piece. And then the extended then, oh editions. Oh no! I did. Uh, I did an additional watch for when we were covering it on Bacon and Eggs. So and then four extended times. editions. So four times. And then I have watched Two Towers an additional time because they were screening it locally, and I went to go see that in person. I, I mean, realistically, I've probably only seen Return of the King. Ha! I mean, realistically, I've only seen Return of the King like. Probably six times. Uh, that's more than I've seen it. And I think three of well, like three of them were in theaters. Like, yeah, I just kept going back to these. I saw the two towers in theaters six times. That's insane. But like, I think I I've, think, uh, I've revisited it like maybe thrice since then. I I'm not a huge movie rewatcher, more so than I think either of you. I've seen the Lord of the Rings a fair few times when I was growing up. One of my best friends was a huge fan. He's probably the one that introduced me more than my dad did. Uh, um, but he would always want to like when we'd have a sleepover or something. He'd be like, "Let's watch all three extended editions," and we'd make it like an hour into the fellowship and yeah. fall asleep. Um, but Star Wars, on the other hand, I rewatch Star Wars a lot, all the time, I, and that's just kind of like a phase of life I'm in where it's like it's familiar and I like it, and it's I don't have to think about it and I can just put it on. Um, yeah. But even still, with that, like I watched Return of the Jedi the other day. I think I've only seen that movie cover to cover. Less than ten times. That's so. a lot of times to me. Well, the, well, the it's Star been around Wars since before I was born. Worth. The Star Wars movies, for what it's worth, are way more fun. Correct. Like, love them, hate them. They're like they can be background noise if they need to be. The Lord of the Rings movies cannot be background. noise. You have to like sit down and appreciate. Yeah, it. Like, yeah. The cinema is happening in front of you. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, I think um, anytime I will rewatch the movies, I have a feeling it'll be in like friend settings it's gonna be or like Christina's community fault, I feel like. settings. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, like, I, I think I will rewatch it when friends are like, hey, we're having a Lord of the Rings marathon, want to come? And I'll pop in for, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pop in when Aragorn shows up in Fellowship of the Ring and I'll leave after the doors in Two Towers. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the Shelob part's coming up. I'm going to go get cookout. You guys want anything? I'll be back post-Spider. Here's the thing about the movies. Anytime Frodo and Sam show up, I immediately stop caring. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's the boring part now. <laughs> it, it's like, it's the important part, but it's the 
drud- drudgery. Drudgery. Part. Are we talking about yeah. the Council of Elrond? The the walking a lot. It's a lot of walking. Walking. Yeah. A lot of walking scenes. Um, what I would absolutely die to do is see uh is do one of those like live orchestra showings mm. yeah of 100%. one of the movies and we in richmond the richmond symphony orchestra uh does live orchestra showings with the star wars movies they've been doing it for several years now are they doing goblet of fire like this weekend yeah i, I think yeah. they started doing harry potter yeah yeah like god like they could this, do any um, harry potter movie and they chose goblet of fire no they've been they've been doing it they do like one a year so they started harry potter four years ago the uh Mm. but see the thing is the the like the lord of the rings music gets slept on because howard shore is not like like a like the guy like it's not john williams it's not john williams it's not hans zimmer like he's not like a like a big name did john williams compose star wars yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, For sure. I, I don't know. He does everything that the Steven Spielberg has anything to do with, and Steve, okay. Steve, and George Lucas were big fans or big friend. They were good friends, big friends, good friends. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Steve lent John Williams to. Um, to I George love the Lucas. idea of referring to Steven Spielberg as Steve. Uh, after he you made Ready Player One, he's lucky. He's lucky to, lucky to be called anything other than like. Mr. S. I think it's. I think it was on this week of Hey Riddle Riddle. They were trying to think of a name of a movie that involved the name Steve, and it was something like Better Call Steve. And they were like, "That's not it. What is that a play on? Like what? Like they were trying to think. They were co- trying to think of it, and they said Better Off Steve. Oh, instead of Better Off Ted. <laughs> and <laughs> Better Off Ted uh, was such a good Steve. TV show that was that was ruined for no reason. Cancelled. Any questions about the series Cheers? No. Mm, That's where everybody knows your name, though. Can't wait for Cheers to This by Mary Clay Watt, the podcast where she watches Cheers. Cheers? Those definitely exist already. Oh, my God. That's Ted Danson. You could, for what it's worth, you could definitely get Ted Danson on your podcast to talk about Cheers. 100% Cheers. Except for I wouldn't talk to him about Cheers. I would talk to him about The Good Place. No, I think at this point, he'd probably be interested in talking about Cheers instead of The Good Place. See, I'm too afraid to talk to the people who are that involved in the material, which is why I want to have the Bill the Ponies of the world on the podcast, Mm. you know? Who who is, is there a Bill the Pony equivalent in Star Wars that I can get on? Uh, The dude that Um, plays Chewbacca, I think he passed away recently. Yeah, Peter there's Mayhew's a guy dead. in the suit um, for Peter Mayhew. There's a guy in the suit for Vader. See, the um, problem is the problem is the answer here is Warwick Davis. Yeah, yeah but, but he's like, but he's Warwick Davis. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he's I think, dope. I think yeah. you could go more simple. I think you could go like anybody who was in a stormtrooper costume. Yeah, uh, there were no clone troopers at all, and the only like the clone troopers have a face, and he is an actor. Yeah, he has his own show. Well, I guess I'll discover what random, um, inconsequential you, you background could, character you could talk I to f- latch on to. Freddie Prince Jr. He has a pretty major role in Rebels. Except for I would talk to him about playing Fred Jones of Scooby-Doo. Hold on, you're not doing the cartoons, are you? So there's another question that I have been asked oh, a lot. You don't need to answer right and now. I, just, I know ugh. it's only the beginning, but I swear to God, if I hear one more person ask me what order i'm watching 
I will start drawing names of movies out of a hat and watch it that way. As as your producer, hey, don't do that. I can answer this for you. There is also you're not a producer anymore. You're not the producer anymore. I, that's you're, fine. You've been fired. This is actually the exit interview. Oh, fun! I hope you enjoyed our time together. I was very lenient. I never <laughs> checked on anything ever. <laughs> as the non-producer, I will tell you there is one answer to this question. You need to do, ignore everybody else, and it is release order. I that is what. That's the only. I can't imagine why you would watch it for the first time in your life. In whatever other like fan it, like, orders have, it's not been a fan arranged. order though because like chronological makes sense. Like there are he's lying. There are two options. I guess there are There's... two options, but I think for an adult who can appreciate the whole thing and doesn't know much going into it, I think release order is the correct answer. And also, I want to exactly like how I did with not exactly because the Hobbit came out first. Um, <laughs> but you were movie but, uh, release order. Similar, similarly with how I I got a lot of pushback about watching the theatrical editions of Lord of the Rings and the fact that I covered them at all. Um, and I was like, well, this is what people were presented when it came out, when Fellowship of the Ring came out in whatever, September 2001, 2000. Uh, this is what people watched. And I want to see what did people first experience. The only one I've seen the extended edition of, by the way, is Fellowship. And I did it accidentally when we covered them for Bacon and Eggs because I- What'd you think of it? I don't know. I couldn't- It'd been long enough since I've seen it that I don't remember what scenes existed and which ones didn't. Well, and that's the other thing is if I were to watch the extended editions first, I would have no reference for what's extended. Like, what's been cut? Like, what? It's just- There were definitely- There were definitely scenes where I was like, don't remember this. Yeah, so I, if I were to if I were to watch Star Wars starting in chronological order, I would have no context for like what is this setting up? What are these like who do these characters become? Like what are these like cameos and what are these hints? I would and what is this I foreshadowing? Would, I would to, stay away you know? from saying you're doing a release order either because then people are going to get on you about the cartoons and stuff. Just be like, I'm doing how I do it. Deal with it. Like first, I'm watching the movies. You're starting. With I'm four. watching them. In the order that they were released in theatrical cinemas. And when I finish the movies, we will see what my opinion is like. If I really hate it, I might just end it there. I swear to God, if you really hate it, please don't tell me. And if I like it, then maybe I'll I'll start asking, like, what else should, like, what's the next suggestion? What's the next, like, logical step for this, someone to watch? I will say this as a Star Wars fan. If you didn't like the movies on the onset like if you watched all 11 movies and you were like i don't know if i enjoyed this star wars does a very good job of selling you on the movies with their additional content like that is that is but i don't think i if i've if i've just spent you know if each movie is two and a half hours long oh my god now i have to do math oh no <laughs> Uh, you're watching like 30 hours a okay great i don't i'm not gonna if I, if i didn't enjoy that i'm like okay that's fine i'm not gonna invest more time into convincing myself that I liked if it. If you watch all 11 movies, you will like some of them. Almost guaranteed. Yeah, I do, that's the thing. I don't think I'm going to get to the end of watching all the movies and be like, yeah, I didn't like any of that. I I, I don't think I it will... This is what I eventually came to... I was trying to like put into words like what I expect will happen. I don't think Star Wars will leave as big of an impression on me as Tolkien and Lord of the Rings has. I think I will just experience Star Wars and be like, okay, cool. Now I know 
why my friends are obsessed with it or like I understand what they are talking about. For what it's worth, whether you like the movies that much or not, you should watch the show where Pedro Pascal plays the space pirate that picks up an orphan. Oh yeah, um I uh because I am on Pedro Pascal TikTok, I started getting like weekly compilation videos. It's like all the Grogu noises in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best Star Wars content you could ask for, for what it's worth. And then uh, the voiceover effects where there's one that like it makes it kind of like raspy or whatever. Yeah. And, it, and someone started doing like weekly, not even we- like they're going back through all the episodes and they're doing like Grogu POV like explanations of episodes. And it's like, I use the super magic powers and... I really did it quite sneakily so he didn't see and just slid the whole bag of cookies over here. And then he was like, what? And I was like, hmm, maybe if someone learned to share, you wouldn't be sitting over there with one cookie while I have all the cookies. And then dad came and picked me up and I was like, wee, and he's going really fast. And I had my cookies. So that's my absolute favorite when he does the little zoomies in the ship. And then I was just living my best Grogu life with my cookies. And and like that's how I think I want to consume Star Wars content. There are worse ways to consume Star Wars content. Yeah. Such as pulling names out of the hat and watching it in that way. Yeah, order. don't do that. Um, I would do that. That sounds delightful. Whatever you do, you should like, you don't have to take my advice at all. You should watch the nine movies in their like three movie chunks and then worry about the, the like the other two that go in the middle. Like even in release order, like those came out in between the last three. So like... So yeah, they did, you should, they did you should start with seven. the episodic films. They did, they did episode seven, Rogue One, episode eight, Solo, Hang on, episode nine. Stop, stop. Don't name, don't even name the movies because I don't know the names of them. And I'm going to do a fun bit where I try to go through and name them. Mm. So now I know that two of them are named Rogue One and Solo, apparently. You'll forget. It's fine. The, like, this is literally... Like, th- this is how I'm emphasizing how little I know about Star Wars. I don't know the names of the movies. I I'll don't tell know you how one many thing. there are. You will absolutely not get the guy that played Tarkin on your show. 100% chance he is booked. Is he dead? Yeah. Is he terrible? No. Is it Pedro Pascal? No, he's dead. Oh, you could of, get the hey, guy. A lot that, of them are dead. You could get the second guy that played Tarkin. That would be pretty neat, actually. The second guy that played Tarkin was a CGI. Yeah, but there was a oh, guy that they had the funny. CGI off of. That seems in my. That's in my. Like I don't think there was a guy. I think they just stuck him a in a CGI post. person. No, I don't I think, think so. I, I, I think it's like manifest uh, that. It's like young Cap. There's a there's like a dude that shows up on TikTok every so often, and he was like, "Yeah, I was skinny Cap." You should get that guy as your co-host. What skinny Cap? Skinny Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> For that's marvelous. Someone asked me. I can't find it. What are my favorite memes that I've made? And I think my favorite ones that I have made. There's a joke from the movie Brother Bear. This year, I lost lost my my dear dear husband, husband, Edgar. Edgar. And then in the background, quit telling everyone I'm dead. Sometimes I can still hear his voice. And I have applied that to not one, but two situations in the Tolkien verse. Uh, The first being when Bilbo returns from The Hobbit and everyone is selling his stuff because they thought he died. <laughs> and the second is Denethor and Faramir <laughs> of Denethor being like, oh, my poor dead son and Pippin and Gandalf. And everyone is like, actually, he's still quite alive. He's not dead. And then the other ones I love are Lucille Bluth quotes as Denethor. And so many of them work. But the be- <laughs> okay, the two best ones are... 
It's within like the first five minutes of the first episode of Arrested Development. She goes, everything they do is so dramatic. It just makes me want to set myself on fire. (laughs) And then the second one is, I love all my children equally. Earlier that day, I don't care for Job. (laughs) And those are... Those are some of my favorite. Can you blame her, though? (laughs) There was a TikTok uh, of... um, You gave him a letter to mail. Don't tell me that was too much for him. No, Michael. He mailed the letter. That's not the point. Job had not mailed the letter, but in an act of defiance, dramatically hurled the letter into the sea. And there are all these videos of people under the sound on the beach trying to throw paper into the sea, (laughs) and it's very funny. Um, Anyway, yeah, so I... When I was scrolling back through my memes on the Instagram account, which is a the Instagram is where a lot of growth came from, too. Um, I was trying to, like, go back and pinpoint, like, when did this start picking up? And it was like after I had finished the Lord of the Rings movies, I started getting tons of interactions and likes. Yeah. Once you became a meme account. Yeah, I became a <laughs> meme account. Yeah. That's um, a service the, that you have taken on free of charge yeah. that the internet has benefited from is being yeah, a Lord of the Rings I, meme I would account. like to think so too. And then like that kind of that extended into TikTok so well because yeah. then you can do memes in an entirely different way with TikTok and it's so much fun. The one meme that I think this is my most liked, oh, I can't find it. Um it has like 55,000 likes and it's a caption from Shane and Ryan from BuzzFeed. They were like the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys. They did an episode about like a treasure or Bigfoot or something. And they went out to try and find it. And they go like, well, I guess at the end of the day, the real treasure was friendship. And then the other one goes, I don't care. I want my f***ing gold. And I did that with like Bilbo versus Thorin in The Hobbit. And that one, for whatever reason, has 55,000 likes. <laughs> oh, the countless hours you lost making memes were, yeah. were all worth it. What do you mean? It. I think gained. Hours gained. <laughs> there was one time very recently where you were like, I blacked out for four hours making a Lord of the Rings meme. <laughs> oh, um, no. I, I I did because I downloaded like a Procreate app and I didn't know, I don't know how to use it very well. And I made, I met Bill the Pony at the Hobbiton Harvest Festival and that took me so long because I don't know how to use Procreate and I don't know how to use like these tools and layers and oh, it was a disaster. And then on TikTok, I, the, the things that have all gone viral are almost exclusively about Aragorn being hot. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> Thirst traps. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, I just can't express how satisfying it is when there's such a specific like moment that happens in a piece of media and you're like this applies directly to this situation (laughs) like they're so dramatic it makes me want to set myself on fire it fits so well one day it's going to come full circle and the arrested development writers gonna be like yeah we were thinking about denethor when we wrote that (laughs) and like well like that's what's fun is that like obviously they were probably not creating Lucille Bluth inspired by Denethor, but that's what like makes it more fun is when you make these See, insane, stupid you connections. You say that, but like there are bigger really leaps. <laughs> there are bigger <laughs> there leaps are bigger you could leaps. make. Well, I mean, Tolkien inspired a lot of things. Yeah. 
Especially a lot of nerd things. He infiltrates. Is that an egg? And it Tyler's is an egg. been holding up an I'll egg tell you. for five minutes, guys. That is an egg. People that who write television egg. are nerds, for what it's worth. And also, people who write television deserve to be paid. That's right. This is being created in the middle. This Actually, this entire podcast has been going on uh, in the middle of the writer strike, and that's why this podcast has been so terrible. <laughs> Yeah, our, your writers quit not... immediately. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a couple episodes scripted out at the beginning, and then the rest of it, it's all been all been just off the dome from Mary Clay. Anyway, yeah, I had uh, I and I do still have, even though I think I've I've run out of meme steam. There's like not as many good ideas floating around in the old noggin anymore. Uh, but I had a lot of fun doing that, and I, uh, I I don't I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to create memes of the same caliber and enjoyment level oh, with see, star wars no but that's where you're wrong is because that you're is gonna be inspired all over first of all star wars is the most memeable most jiffable most everythingable piece of content that's ever existed it's a meme it's where half the damn memes come from um, most of star wars fans like the the trilogy that they like because of the memes because of the memes right like but also you're gonna unlock this new world of like I can make Lord of the Rings memes about Star Wars, and I can make Star Wars memes about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, you, if you think that there are scenarios that overlap in a funny way, wait until you watch Star Wars. I will say, the, what, the meme that I have now unlocked is the distracted boyfriend meme, and... One of the girls is Return of the King and one of the girls is Return of the Jedi. And like, depending on, you know, what fandom you're in, yeah. you just swap them. So that's the one meme I understand. Now. As as a devout member of the Star Wars fandom with a child named after a Star Wars character, Return of the King over Return of the Jedi. Yeah, famously your child, Yoda. <laughs> His name is Finn. <laughs> Your child, your child, C-3PO, Grogu noise compilation number five. <laughs> this is this is Grogu noise compilation number five. We got one, two, three, four, five. And then his little brother, uh, Din oh, Jarin. It's gotta exist, right? So I just want to read a couple of my terrible, aside from the terrible Star Wars podcast name that I ended up picking, some of the ones that I didn't pick. Consider what the winner was, and that provides context for. Where I started. Star Wars, more like Star Wars. I would have been so mad. E walking on sunshine. Good, but it would have been um, weird to spell. Yeah, if you give a mouse a Wookiee, followed one's... by that's the way the Wookiee crumbles. If you give a mouse a Wookiee greater than that's the way the Wookiee crumbles, only slightly. Big on Wookiee sounds like cookie puns, I see. Well, oh, see, once I made that connection, it was it opened up a gold mine. A gold mine. You see? <laughs> I think it opened the up. The possibilities were endless. I, I have a bad feeling about this. Putting the cart before the force. That one's good. Meet me in St. Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepless in Cloud City, you know? Um, I don't understand. Which was another literal at the top of the list. Uh, for potential podcast names, I did not understand that reference. That's but that Marvel one would podcast. depend on people understanding the reference of Cap saying, "I did saying I understand that reference." But that's not, he's not talking about a Star Wars reference, is he? No, he should. He it's just Captain America going, "I understand that reference," and that's literally it. And so that would be, I did not understand that reference. This is why it's at the top of the bad names list. It's fine. Concluding with. R2 Fast, D2 Furious. <laughs> it's not too late to change it for what it's worth. 
And then there's also, there's uh, a lot more that I didn't read. But uh, I just wanted to share R2 Fest D2 Furious. <laughs> that I felt like that was good. That's the best one. That was in the, I mean, it's not, I think that's is. what Tyler should have named his child. We have to, I have to end this podcast eventually. Um, th- th- thank everyone, uh, everyone for listening. <laughs> Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the most awkward sign off in history. It's just, I have to end this by frantic mumbling. <laughs> right, I, have, I have other stuff to do now. Goodbye. I've said this a lot and it's not me. It's not even me like being cute and sentimental. Bil- Bilbo's line is I'm quite ready for another adventure. And that is truly how I feel. I have had a very satisfying, fulfilling journey with Tolkien. I'm ready to go on another journey with a new franchise, new people to talk to, new people to piss me off, new people for me to piss off. This is never over. I don't think Tolkien will ever be something that I can fully close the book on forever. So this is not the... If you thought you were getting rid of me this easily, think again. It's just like Return of the King. And this is just blackout number one, you know? No, this is you're about to come back with an army of ghosts. That doesn't happen after one of the blackouts. All I'm saying is we're not even at the blackouts yet. No, we are. No, this is a blackout. This is definitely a blackout. I'm. And then and then when I interview the front end of Bill the Pony, that'll be. Oh, we're we're back in the Shire. That wasn't the ending. And then and then and then you guys will come back and burn the Shire to the ground. Actually, every single time I come back with a new episode, I'll just open with, well, I'm back. Yeah, that's the last line, the thing that Sam says, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, but that's what I'll use to open every new episode after this point. Well, well I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> I love that that's the last line of the series. That's so much less good than I'm quite ready for another adventure. Well, I'm back. That's not how The Hobbit ends. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what Bilbo says when they go on the ship, too. Oh, you're right, yes. How does The Hobbit end? The Hobbit has a good closing line, I remember. It's like Gandalf saying, like, after all, Bilbo, you're only one hobbit in a wide world after all. Um, This is what's so funny. In my copy of The Hobbit, they put the first chapter of Lord of the Rings at the end. Like, publishers will do to be like, hey, let's get you interested. New from J.R.R. Tolkien. Let's get you interested. It says, if you are interested in hobbits, you will learn a a lot more about them in the Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, I think people who are reading this book already know. It's like Um, when they put, you know, so-and-so superhero will return at the end of the 35th Marvel movie. It's like, yeah, I figured. Um, The Hobbit ends... Gandalf says, you are a very fine person, Mr. Baggins, and I'm very fond of you, but you're only quite a little fellow in a wide world after all. Thank goodness, said Bilbo laughing and handed him the tobacco jar. And that's how The Hobbit ends. That's so great. The Hobbit ends with the words t- with the word tobacco, tobacco jar. jar and Return of the King ends with he said, I'm looking at it right here. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, I'm back. He, he drew said. a deep breath. Well, I'm back, he said. Should have just ended. I think we can assume, Tolkien, if he were to take a deep breath, that he was then going to say something. The cover art, logos, and merch designs for That's What I'm Talking About were designed by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him, and you should support him, on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. Even though this chapter of the podcast is coming to an end, you can continue to buy merch for That's What I'm Talking About at tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can get stickers, hoodies, crewnecks, long sleeves, t-shirts, and I think maybe even tote bags. I think those are the options that I gave. 
So if you have enjoyed this podcast, you can outwardly show that support with your That's What I'm Talking About swag. I'm sure I will continue to post and share things occasionally on social media, so follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at TolkienAboutPod. And a reminder that you can follow Skywalk Before You Run on Twitter and Instagram at SkywalkRunPod. In the meantime, you can also follow me personally on Twitter and TikTok at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. Thank you so much to every single one of my patrons. You have been such an amazing group of people, such an enthusiastic group of people, and I appreciate every little bit of support that you have shown me throughout the past four years, whether you've been a patron since I first opened it a couple months into the podcast thinking, this is a dumb idea, no one's going to want to do this, uh, to the people who joined just recently. That kindness does not go unnoticed by me. So a massive shout out to Johan, Renee, Katie, Taylor, Thomas, Sully, Josh, Allen, Adele, S.A., Becca, Madison, Brendan, Baker Bell, Frost, Valerie, Hale, Ralph, Phil, Bill, that was very convenient that your names were next to each other, Christina, Erica, John, Guy, David, Steph, Susan, Tim, Richard, Dagmar, Sean, I am Lobstronomus, and Ian. Thank you immensely from the bottom of my heart. This podcast truly was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. And finally, a piece of actual sincerity, because when I'm with Tyler and Ethan, I tend to, you know, stay pretty jokey and lighthearted. Just want to take a moment to genuinely thank every single person who has ever interacted with this podcast. (laughs) This is going to be a very random reference, but hang in there for a minute. In 2015, Anna Lee Ashford won a Tony Award, and at the end of her speech, she's frantically wrapping it up, and she says, thank you to every friend I've ever had, every teacher I've ever had, and every friend I've ever met. And that's literally how I feel. Thank you to every listener I've ever had. Thank you to every guest that has ever come on here. And thank you to every person that I have interacted with online or in real life because of this podcast. It has been a weird four years, yo. I started this podcast and I was still living at home with my parents. And now I'm in my own apartment that's on a tilt and it has no central air conditioning, but it's my own apartment. And Tyler has three children now, and Ethan is getting married this winter, and we have found friends and we have lost friends. It's really been a miraculous four years, not just because Tolkien's work, I think, is completely unparalleled, and that I don't think I will ever experience anything (laughs) that has this level of dedication, for better or for worse, this level of love and attention uh, that that Tolkien put into his world. I don't think anyone has ever done that. And it's truly remarkable to get to experience that and to get to experience it the way I did with so many wonderful people making it enjoyable along the way. I've said it multiple times throughout the podcast and I will continue to say it after I finish recording this. The reason this work is still alive today. This is a 50 plus year old book. The Hobbit was written almost 100 years ago. And the reason it is still so alive is because of the people. 
again, for better or for worse. And you know what? I, I choose to believe for the better. The majority of the people who are in this fandom, I think, are such genuine, wonderful people who just want to share their creativity and their passions for this work and share what makes it amazing to them with other people and find connection through that. And that's been really amazing to get to experience. I know we've talked about all the various ways to say goodbye with Lord of the Rings, but I want to read this little piece from Bilbo's song, The Road Goes Ever On. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's Tolkien and it's long, but I've just had this little bit in my mind kind of this whole time the last few months as I've been starting to wrap things up. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow, if I can, pursuing it with eager feet, until it joins some larger way, where many paths and errands meet. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow, if I can, pursuing it with weary feet, until it joins some larger way, where many paths and errands meet, and whither then? I cannot say. So thank you. Once again, this is not the last you will hear from me. The War of the Rohirrim movie is slated to come out in April 2024. So at the very least, you will see me then. And until next time, let's wrap this thing up. Well, this has been That's What I'm Talking About. I've done a lot of Tolkien. Tolkien. Thanks for listening. Thanks to these fools for replying to that tweet. Anytime. Uh, the least well, we could anymore. do. Do you guys Twitter have any? Anymore. But if you do you have any me, parting words for the audience? Uh, you know, this has been a grand adventure. I think for now, we should just pass around the tobacco jar. As the great late Gandalf the Grey once said, "Fly, you fools!" And that's what I'm talking about. I'm like almost sad. <laughs>